Welcome to the Inspiring Humans podcast. We are so happy to have you listening. My name is Stephanie Willard, and this podcast is a platform to showcase the incredible human spirit. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing people from all over the world and all walks of life who will be sharing with us their personal dreams and their dreams for the future. I believe that through coming together and creating community, incredible things are possible. In fact, anything is possible. And I hope that this podcast is a launch pad for creating the new world that we want to see that will have humanity free, thriving and living in their full self-expression. Jorge, my beautiful friend Jorge Marubia is going to be on our podcast today and sharing his epic life. Um, Jorge, welcome to the Inspiring Humans podcast. Oh, Steffi, thank you very much for the invitation. <laughs> so you're, you're in Mexico at the moment in your hometown called Puebla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that uh, you're epic life because I don't know how much epic will it be but yeah I do I do live in my uh, in the city of Puebla two hours from Mexico City beautiful town because we have the view of two extremely beautiful volcanoes here two of the highest points in in, in the country amazing and I had the privilege of meeting you at um, a kind of world convention I think it was in Toronto originally was it or Atlanta I think it was Atlanta. We met in 2017 in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. That's right. And um, we have both done a Masters in Peace and Conflict research, you in Japan and me in Sweden, uh, for two years. And that was a scholarship from Rotary. So that's how we met. And I just remember um, when I, you know, um, we both met a lot of people at that big convention in Atlanta but I think sometimes a few people kind of stick with you and I just remember you had fantastic energy really you know positive energy and uh, I thought oh, I'd really love to stay in contact with this guy so here we are now on the podcast and so I'd love I'd love to just kind of share you to share a little bit about what you're currently working on and then and then I'd love to you know hear about your life journey and what's led you to do what you're doing today Okay, so thank you again for, for making up the space for, for this conversation. As, as I was, as, as we were sharing just before the start in the recording, I am very usually shy about these kind of things. Uh, however, if I share something of the work that we currently do, I, I can say that after coming back from my, from my fellowship in 2010, I did the master, the master degree in public administration. Uh, well, and my, my work experience since I am six, I am 39 years old now. Since I was 16, I started working with social development organizations, with NGOs in my home province of, in Mexico, uh, with education, education network with indigenous communities. That was back, in, back then. When, therefore, for a number of years, I have been close to the social development sector and with civil society organizations. So when I came back from the the fellowship, I worked for six straight years on government, on um, the, the strengthening of civil society organizations at state level. Um, for the last four years, on the other hand, I have been working on my own consultancy with, together with uh, three other colleagues uh, named Social Embassy Mexico, 
committed to social development projects. I also serve as uh, the elected president to my Rotary Club. I joined Rotary in 2013. So I will be starting serving as president to my club this coming 1st of July. I have I, I teach at university with the Faculty of International Relations with a university here called Universidad Iberoamericana Puebla, Ibero Puebla, uh, on peace and conflict resolution with the with the with the students. So that I think that's that's about it right now. That's a lot and super interesting and fascinating. You know your your experience, and I'd I'd love to ask you a lot of questions about. Uh, that love to know with all of the work that you've done in communities and in different organisations and um, teaching. Are there any? What are what are the main lessons that you've drawn from community development and effective models of community development? Hmm. Hmm. And maybe maybe just even um, Jorge, what what is for people that aren't familiar with this type of work? What is community development? And and you know what are some of the, the the models that you've seen work really well, and then the ones that were you know had more challenges? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think that one one very important concept in in community development is the well perhaps perhaps given my context right perhaps given the Mexican context in which uh, we have certain contexts of violences of different types of violences. Uh, one very important aspect of it is uh, citizen security. So for example, when we think in terms of peace and conflict, there are many ways to look at it from the positive point of view, uh, positive peace point of view, and from the negative peace point of view. For those who are not familiar, the negative peace point of view will be, we are aiming at reducing the number of homicides and the number of negative aspects of security that affect our daily lives. For, however, positive peace, on the other hand, is more related to the, to the fact of building up the community that we want to create. So for example, if, if, um, if we have social protests because of lacks of access to food, uh, we can put a lot of policemen on the streets to reduce the, the presence of these uh, of riots. But that will be violent perhaps, or like they, that will be a violent component over there. However, if you actually put your effort in changing the conditions so that people can actually access the food and, and access these means of of survival and, and, and social development progress, uh, you are actually working for positive peace. So positive peace, for example, is, and, and you are very familiar with this, Steph, of course, is uh, the Institute for Economics and Peace is one of the leading organizations that um, has um, identified after the study of 163 nations across the world for more than 10 years, the eight factors that are common to, to, a to a society that can face their social challenges without violent means. And these factors include a well-functioning government, include an efficient fight against corruption, 
include a free flow of information, include respect to the human rights of the other person, or include um, good relations among neighbors. So for example, among neighbors, when we say good relations among neighbors, we can speak about these different factors from a small scale to a very large scale. So for example, if kicking on international environment, yes, we can speak about, we, we can speak about uh, good relations about nations, nation states. We can further take it to good relations among regional neighbors, regional nations. We can also go inside a nation in between the different provinces. We can actually go to municipalities uh, on the limit uh, territorial uh, conflict that they might have. And we also can, of course, come back to the very building where I live, to the good relations among the neighbors that, that we have, because we have different systems. In that regards, for example, in, in one of the biggest systems, we can speak about national security. And when we speak about national security, we can speak about a sovereign, sovereignty, sovereignia, so, sovereignty. Can you say that for me? Sovereignty. Yeah, perfect. Good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the defense or the protection of the national territory of a, of a given nation. Um, this will include a number of concepts. But if we go down, we can speak about national security. We can also speak about um, public security, different, because that will include the police. Uh, uh, working together with perhaps uh, the community to secure, to, to provide security for, for the population. We can even speak about private security, but we can take that, uh, uh, we can take that to the concept of human security, looking for the means for the people to thrive, not just to survive, but to thrive in, in, in their lives, to have access to education, to have access to environmental uh, resources to make uh, sustainable use of our resources. And we can also speak about citizen security, seguridad ciudadana, which means the co-creation of our collective security. So if we actually learn to work together with our neighbors, with, within our neighborhood, uh, to organize ourselves uh, to, for example, um, improve the fences in the park, to uh, have the contact information about a group of, of neighbors, perhaps having a, uh, in, for those cases, for those who have it, for, to have a WhatsApp group among, or among our group of neighbors, that we can actually call to each other and say, hey, as, as it has happened here in the, in the neighborhood I live, uh, uh, when we spot something that is not in favor of our community and we share it and we go and protect ourselves, that's co-creating our security. We do not rely on a coercive force coming from outside, but we understand that we are part of that, of that community. Also coming together with the strengthening of local leaderships, commu uh, communication with public, public security forces as well, etc. So there are several levels that all of these levels require of each other, require 
a communication of each other. So for example, I am not saying that citizen security is the only thing that we need in the world. We also need of national security. We also need of public security, but we cannot expect to have actually conditions for social development if we are not working it uh, bottom up, so to say, from the from the from the work with the with, with the community itself. So, for example, uh, in one of the courses that, that we have at university, uh, the fund, it was actually for in the in the context of COVID of, of COVID nineteen, uh, the the students were asked to create a positive peace project as uh, the final uh, product for the course. We were already in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, we were already going online. Uh, so the proposals that students came with were very different. So one of them, for example, was a simple project with, uh, with, with the neighbor, with the, the fenced neighbor that one of the students was living. So he said, okay, so we need, uh, environment uh, sound business environment pillar of positive peace so he actually went to the businesses in that in that neighbor and they, uh, he said okay so how how are you guys doing and they said pretty bad like we do have some of the items that people know uh, require but they don't know know that we have it so he he just sustained a campaign so that the people know that they could be uh, securely in terms of COVID provided with these items. Uh, at the same time, so for example, how not how to have people not contracted with COVID. So they will provide all the information put together in posters across the, the, the neighbor. They will say, okay, we need parks so that people can go out for a, for a walk without contracting COVID. So they provided a route. So instead of having people coming in this in, in opposing directions. So they say, okay, so when we go out to the park, we will go in this direction. Uh, for, com for communal uh, uses, they will, pro they will put all the, the items for, to be provided. But that was a community-based project, very, very local. Another of the students came out with a different idea because she was coming from a relatively indigenous community. And I say relatively because it is this kind of borderline communities where they speak native and Spanish at the same time, or a combination of both. Uh, when you have already ancient, ancient kind of markets, but also new kind of common markets. So these borderline communities, and she she will say, the markets, the supermarkets, are making their way. Actually, people is are coming to these places, which are very protected. But the but the people who actually sell fruits or vegetables, they are not being approached and they are not being supported. So they created, these students of the, of the university, they created not an app, but instead a communication guide that will, they, they will be sending to, to the members of the community. They will say, okay, you guys, and they will include a photography for those who will, who will be open to share their, the, the pictures. They say, you remember Don Jose, you remember Doña Isabella, and you remember that Don Jose sells potatoes and Doña Isabella sells tortillas, okay? 
So these are their numbers and you can actually ask for them and they, they put together a delivery team that will bring the items from the community uh, market people to the houses in a secure environment, okay? But another student came forward with the idea of the social development, of the economic revival of their uh, city, which was located by the border of the, of the sea, by, uh, by a beach in the, in the near the sea, Ixtapa, Cihuatanejo here, very famous location here in, in Mexico. And they said, tourism came down from 96% occupation in, in hotel rooms to less than 10%. So one day, this pandemic will go. How are we going to be prepared to call for the people to come back here and to provide the conditions for security so that they can actually feel safe when they come. And they, they will think of a number of strategies based on the pillars of positive peace. But actually she got, this girl got to put together the municipality, the business sectors. Um, they, they, they contacted with the local police force and with the leaders of uh, Comuna, the, the leaders of neighbors communities in the, in the region. And they actually just, both her idea. They said, just let's do it. We don't lose anything at doing this. And they work together for that for project. So uh, what I am coming to the idea is that we can create actual projects of peace and social development for real in our communities. And sometimes one part is to dream it and the other part is to bring it into reality. Yeah, and of course, once you bring it, a thousand or more topics will come will come across. But essential to all of this was that they were talking to the communities, they were open about sharing ideas, they were open to stepping back on a given path of, of, of decision and say, well, yes, yes, we tried that and it didn't work. We are now going to move this other way. But they are being proactive in terms of saying, the solution is not going to come from out, outside of us. It will come from this very own community. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And uh, like you would be an amazing teacher as well because those ideas can come forward when I think the teacher is so encouraging and, you know, that they feel like, oh, my God, we can do this. We can actually do this in practice. And I think it, that the teacher plays such a an important role in bringing those ideas forward and, um yeah allowing the students to to be creative and explore different options and uh, i mean that's the best way to learn isn't it for them to put it in practice and and um amazing 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 um thanks for sharing all those stories and and also a bit on community development and, and positive peace and what that means um because i think it's an unfamiliar term to a lot of people uh awesome so i've got a, a bit of a, a different type of question um you know, in life, how there's lots of different magical things that happen and you just kind of go, oh, my goodness, how, you know, that that was from something greater than myself. That was like such a coincidence or a synchronicity or um, is your life filled with many of those moments? And is there a, a mo one of those moments that you can share with us, you know, just when everything lined up and you just thought, oh, my God, this is totally magical? Oh, my God. Um... Wow, 
Let you think of that. Um, I, 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 I come across a couple of ideas. However, they are they are kind of strong in the in the in the way they come. Okay, just give me a second. Okay, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying. To, well, I'm, I'm trying to think of something I can share. <laughs> Sure, sure. And um, yeah, well, my next question is um, a big one too, um, because I think, you know, I think um, life and you've shared so much with us in this podcast about just, um, you know, humanity and, and life is magical and life is, I mean, the human experience is just just so extraordinary, isn't it? All the different emotions that we experience and life happenings and um even just to kind of look back on our lives and, and go, oh, my God, and connect the dots of, like, what we did and how that led us to the next thing and 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 that thing too. So um, my next question was going to be probably just as as big and difficult, which is what what's the legacy that you want to leave, you know, um, in the world? What, what's, that, what's that one thing that you want to make sure that you kind of leave? In 2019... I was organizing one of the, the second national encounter, uh, a Stronger Mexico, Pillars of Positive Peace. The Pillars of Positive Peace was a global grant funded by Rotary, okay? In this place, we and I met because we were Rotary Peace Fellows. And with another group of four Rotary Peace Fellows, we organized this symposium. We organized it for... 150 participants from across, from across the nation. Uh, we had support by a Rotary district from Mexico City uh, with funding from different nations. We worked for a number of months to bring together these people. Eventually, just like in any other event that happens in life, of course, the days changed, eventually uh, came into reality. And most of the participants were 18 to 30 years old, but and most of them were uh, non-Rotarians. So half of them were Rotaractors and half of them not. But we only have an exception of five persons who were over 40, most of them over 50 years old and who were Rotarians. One of them, a member of my Rotary Club. And he is a medical doctor. We changed the date of the event. And as we finished, we concluded the event of the training of these potential Rotary Peace Fellows of the future. We took the bus and came back to, we were coming back to our own city. This person made it on the very last minute. He shouldn't have been there because this was only for 18 to 30 years old. As we were coming back, some of the participants just wanted to go to the bathroom. And so we stopped at one random point in the middle of the highway out of tens of points that we, have, we could have stopped by. We stopped, the participants came down to buy stuff, some of them to go to the bathroom. Uh, and suddenly one of them comes back and say, Jorge, we have, Houston, we have a problem. Huh? And the problem was very severe. 
uh, this, this lady student had found a woman in her late 60s in the uh, faded, who had faded in the bathroom and unconscious. And her son, 30, 20 something years old, was trying to reanimate her. Uh, so she, she, the, the student came, you can imagine the face pallid, white, all white, and say, what can we do? And thanks God, I had my colleague, Rotary Rotarian, who was a medical doctor, and we came, and he actually literally saved her life by applying the technique, the, I don't know the name in, in English, perhaps not even in Spanish, but you know, giving the, the breath face-to-face, uh, -face, applying, because, she, because he was prepared to that, but he could understand everything uh, because, the, because the son was next to her, he could ask the questions and the son was clear enough to answer. We call on the ambulance, uh, a hospital was 10 minutes away from us. The ambulance, I had just saw her. I, I, had, I had, in the minutes before, I saw it crossing the, the pathway and on a highway, on a highway. So I said on the 911, I said, I just saw it, I just saw it. They made the ambulance come back. We had the doctor, we made the ambulance come back. We drive her, well, they drive her to the local hospital and the woman had cancer, had many conditions in life. And it's very possible, highly probable that she already passed away, but at least she didn't die in a lost bathroom in the middle of the highway, nowhere. And that was in the context on the organization of this large event for the training of all of these people. Just everything in the universe aligned for us to arrive there to help help in that precise minute in time. The, the medical doctor say, 10 minutes more, 15 minutes more, she will have died. It was just not in her destiny. And at that point I said, well, you know what? If we organize all of this just to have her die in dignity in a proper place surrounded with her family, this just had sense. And this is just one of these, I think, millions of examples that humanity can share here and there. And and again, when you ask now, when you ask the question of, of which legacy do you want to, to leave behind? Um, well, for example, I would love to be a father. I would love to be a father. And I would love to have uh, children that I can provide a lot of love to. And that these children just grow up happy, uh, committed, to themselves, to their own communities, uh, that they are free enough to explore whichever path of life they want to, whatever music, arts, sports, etc., or academia, or anything that they want to pursue. And 
and that they can find on me the, that that father to to be supported by. Uh, but that's that's a, that's a personal will that that well the, if it will come or not is this is still on the air. However, and I and I, I wonder whether I over overestimate this, but I do not overestimate it. I really think that really sharing sharing this this thing of the Rotary Peace Fellowship possibility to people who has an intention to make a, a change in the world. Uh, if one of these persons actually attain the, the fellowship and actually become life changers for the millions to come, I will really feel like I have a legacy. Perhaps these, these are definitely, these are per people 10 years younger than me. These are nothing closer, nothing close to my children or anything, but I think if I can make a contribution, changing their life, into a way that they impact the world, I will think that that's a legacy. And speaking about native communities, one of these talented persons, uh, she is of native origin. Uh, she left her community when she was 15 years old, her uh, native speaking community, so that she could pursue other means of life, other possibilities of life. At 17 to 19, she got engaged with feminist movements in a small city in Mexico, which she has been working with for 10 years now. And she said, and she, she, she proudly identifies, proudly and humbly identifies herself as a person of native origin, a woman, a young woman of native origin who can contribute to her community so that women can be aware and fight for their own rights and make a place for themselves in, in, in community. So when I back up a process when she can contest for this kind of world opening opportunities, if she gets to do that, and that changes the life of others, I will think that I have made my part towards a legacy. And just like her, I can mention at least few other examples of another lady who is the first, the first, another contestant, who is the first woman who graduates from university in her family, uh, and who is in incredibly talented. She has been studying in, in, in Korea and, and she contributes, already contributes to uh, organizations against corruption in Mexico as a lawyer from, graduated from the leading university here and now contesting for the Rotary Peace Fellowship. Again, if people like this or another lady who is involved with the organization of the Rotary Peace, uh, of the of these national encounters, of this national encounter we just spoke about. I have my, I have this this woman, amazing Mara, who was my right arm working on it. If she gets this kind of fellowship, then I will have the the sensation that our legacy of mine of me and many other peoples will have an impact in the world. Yeah. So, funnily enough, I when I think of legacy, I. I only think if I touch one life, which at its time can 
change the life of plenty of others, then I will have, I will be very, very happy with a legacy nurture for the future. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I have absolutely no doubt that you would be an amazing father to, to kids. And you just, in you know, in what you're sharing with us, you've got an amazing trust in life and that heart that desires to make a difference as well, which is so inspiring to, to listen to you talk. You know, so thank you so much for sharing all that with us. And, um and yeah, just you know, what the phrase that came to me was "let go, let life," or "let go, let flow," "let go, let God." Some people say, you know, and it's just mm -hmm. just a trust in life, um, and also just that you know your legacy doesn't have to be gigantic or global. As one human, you just it can just be loving the people you know around you, or being a good father, or believing in others, you know. And I'm sure that you believe in well I can I can tell in the way you talk about your teaching and your students which with such belief that you believe in them you know and that means everything to to people so thank you so much for sharing all of those um, amazing stories and everything with us and your philosophy on life it's it's very inspiring to me even to to be interviewing you and hearing what you what you're up to so thanks so much for your time thank you for making up for the space Steph I I am grateful for the having for having the opportunity to talk with you and get to know each other furthermore since that since that conversation in 2017. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Inspiring Humans podcast and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any inspiring human in mind that you would like to nominate, please reach out and let us know. Also, you're very welcome to become part of our Facebook group called Inspiring Humans, where you can connect with incredible people from around the globe. Uh, thirdly, if you are interested in being part of a global network, we have an incredible community at sevencontinentscouncil.com, where we hold events, programs, and many different initiatives that you can be involved in. Thank you and see you again soon.